Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I am so elated right now because I feel like I literally found the fountain of youth. I just found myself the last couple of days just breathing so lightly and just feeling super de duper content, fulfilled, and all things just ex- just executing inner peace. And I wanted to come on this phone to talk to you about something that I think is going to change the direction of your life if you hone in on it. And it is doing things your way. I can honestly say that when you truly find your wiring and your posture and you figure out your frame and you decorate it and do all the things that you want to do to it, it feels like home. Like literally, just think about your house. When you find the apartment that you feel like best suits your needs or that house that best suits your needs, when you find the bones and the in the framework of it, then you're able to go in and put your final touches on it. It doesn't matter if someone comes in your house and says, oh, well, why'd you choose that kind of curtain? And how come you didn't choose that kind of bed sheet? And who, why didn't you paint your wall? How, why did you paint your wall that color? Like if we don't allow people to come into our safe haven, AKA our home and go ahead and put their little personal spin on how it should look or how it shouldn't look, then why do we let people do that to certain parts of our lives? And it just really dawned on me the last couple of days. I just made this commitment to myself where I said, you know what? There is enough gray and black in the world for you to be able to see something sad and something negative all day long. I mean, choose a social media platform. You can just go ahead and be glued to all things negative. You can do it on news feeds. There is plenty of places for you to go to see things that are negative, but you have to fight to see the light. You have to fight to see that silver lining. And I just made this commitment. I don't know. I guess just as you know, you're evolving and you're growing. You kind of just have a different stance toward life. And right now in this season that I'm in, I just have this stance of not just no negativity because I feel like we kind of throw that around, but just that I'm going to fight for the peace in me and I'm going to fight to do it my way. Even like thinking about my journey on just simplistic things like my hair. Now, when my hair was permed, it was absolutely positively down my back. Like, it was literally bra strap length. (laughs) Like, I posted a few pictures uh, probably eons ago, but anyone who's ever known me in high school, whatever, just knew my hair was always super long. It wasn't until I moved from New York and came to Georgia that it was like, okay, this heat plus this perm and this different type of humidity, my hair was just like, hey, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah, we decided as the um, captain of all your follicles that we don't really like it down here. So what we're going to do is we're not going to, you know, just automatically get up and leave at once. Like we're not doing a walkout. Um, but 
wanted to let you know that a few of us have decided that we're on our way out. And as a matter of fact, um, we're going to start with your crown area and the back of your neck. Um, so do what you will. You can try to do the ponytail. I know what you're trying to do, but it's probably not going to work out best for you. But I just wanted you to hear it from me before you saw your hair in these streets. I was like, y'all going to do your girl like that? So eventually I made a couple of years being in Georgia. I made the decision to go ahead and go natural. Oh, the uproar. Because I didn't just go from, you know, long, broad, strapped length to just cutting up. I cut in increments to see, because, you know, a woman's hair is her crown. And it was before the natural hair movement became huge. It was a big deal. Like, you cutting your, why would you cut your hair? And there's people out here who getting weaves your length and blase blue. So I went ahead and cut it from broad, strapped length to going ahead and cutting it to my shoulders. Oh, the uproar. Like, it was, why did you cut your hair? Why did you do? And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go pixie. And I went to the beautician one day. She was just like, you probably just want to go ahead and cut off because you have a lot of dead ends. And I just got tired of it. I knew a little bit about the natural hair movement. Didn't know too much. Shaved it off. Looked like a human Q-tip because, you know, she didn't really know how to put her flavor on there yet. It wasn't a quick doobie wrap with pins and you let it down in the morning. Had no idea what to do. So I'm out here looking like, mm, I'm trying. And for a week, I was trying to trying to get my, my spin on it. Then my homeboy just recommended, like, yo, why don't you go ahead and shave, like, one side of your hair? Because at that point, that's when you remember the singer Cassie, the one that was with Dating Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him. Remember when she made that side of, one side of your hair being shaved kind of, like, cute? Well, that was that era. So I was like, you know what? I just cut my hair. <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit more. And then when I did the halfway shave, it was like, okay. And then the same homeboy was like, why don't you go ahead and um, just cut the whole thing off? Like, just because you got a good grade. Now, listen, all her life she's been told she got a head like a walk roller, right? Like, I come from a long line of, hey, Arnold. Like, you know, we in them streets. Like, our head need a case scan. I don't know how my six-month-old self did it, but you know what? I had some strong shoulder clavicle situations going on for me to be able to hold up all this brain, if you will. Because my mama said my head is big because I'm ahead of the class and I'm smart, okay? So let me let me go ahead and hone in what I want to hone in. Okay, great. And so I was like, you know, a little skeptical, like you want me to shave off and let them see my whole entire Hey Arnold circumference? Like, you want them, like, thinking that the sun is supposed to go around my axis? Like, that's how that works? Okay, great. Um, so I went ahead and did it, and I felt so free. Because for years, like, listen, permed hair keeps you in entrapped, or at least it did it for me. It keeps you imprisoned. I didn't learn how to swim because you don't want your hair to get wet. I wasn't really a beach girl because a little bit of water is a wrap. Uh, this, I didn't work out because, you know, you're working out and it gets in your can. Listen, because she wasn't the beauty salon girl. I don't want to be there all the time. It's too long. It's too costly. It's hot. I don't feel like being bothered. So to be able to have my hair get cut, to go in the shower, and let it touch my neck and not be afraid to go in the shower without a shower cap. You understand? To get up in the morning, do a little skirt, skirts, you know, put a little, you hear that? Yeah, you rub that together because that's the formula you finna use. And you put that on the slick down and you done? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Like, listen, when I tell you super excited and if I can just bottle cap that moment because I'm reconnecting to that moment, that's exactly what I feel like in this moment, but just minus the hair. I brought up the hair because people always had something to say. I cut it. It was, oh, you shouldn't have cut it. But then when I cut it, people were like, mm, 
okay, it looks kind of good. Then when it got to a certain length and I dyed it, people was like, okay, you doing something with your head. There was still some people that was like, nah, preferred your hair long I don't know why you girls are doing all this whatever and then during the process I cut my hair consistently in different ways to find the style that best suited me because again my hair's always been long so I needed to find myself and put my own flair and spin on the whole natural movement so did the whole taper cut did a whole bunch of different things people were like what about dress I was like be easy we ain't going that far yeah, she's not about the dread life because I can't, I just, it, it's not me. I need to be true to who I am. And then my hair grew super duper long and then I cut it again and people were like, oh, it's just beautiful. I started experimenting with colors, made a couple of mistakes. She one time went in the salon and told them she wanted red, but their red was rojo and I came out looking like fire engine. Let's just say it was, yeah. Give me a quick 24 hours. Let me get up out of there because that was just like too much going on there. Like, yeah, that was definitely, um, yeah, it just wasn't a good thing. But moving forward, just thinking about how navigating life, everyone else wants to put their impression on your fingerprint. Everyone else wants to make you impressionable to their expectations. Just a couple of days ago, I was going through my closet. My husband was like, what are you doing? I just realized, I'm like, I don't really like most of these shoes that are in here. Some of them are not comfortable. Some of them are not my style anymore. I started looking at certain clothes. I'm like, "Mm, I don't even really feel that. And all my life, I just realized, oh, my gosh, I have contorted myself to be uncomfortable in certain situations, whether simplistic or monumental, but I have conditioned myself to be okay with living in discomfort when I didn't have to. So I don't know what happened, but this, this epiphany has just come over me where as long as I have God first and as long as it doesn't impact my family, then I'm going to do things my way. When I sit back and I zoom out on this thing called life, I want to see that I put my fingerprint on the canvas. I want to see that I put my own flair on the situation. I don't want to look back and see that I had stuff in my closet, in my life, people, whatever, just because it was the style, it was the trend then, I thought they were my friends, so I kept them along. And whatever the case may be, I don't want to see that I collected more stuff than I did evolve with me. I truly, and I don't know what this is because I understand that I have always really taken a liking to I need to be my most authentic self. But it's taken a whole new I mean, the level that I'm on now is just like, listen, I'm all the way up. Like, it, it's, it's something incredible, and it's so freeing that I almost feel selfish not sharing it with others. I have looked in my closet and decided I don't have enough comfortable shoes. So I, I went ahead and started giving certain shoes away to, to Goodwill. And I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm looking at, I was like, I don't have enough sweatpants. It's to the point that I want to be so comfortably me that it looks like, and, and it's not even a matter of wearing sneakers and sweatpants and, and those kind of things. Because, you know, in my head, I'm like, I want a cute pair, you know, little heels real quick, put on some sweatpants. You know, like I got a whole different style. But if you look at, like anybody, if you look at what you were wearing five, ten years ago, you would be like, what was that? But I have stuff from five, ten years ago in my closet. Shoot, I got I got undergarments from five, ten years ago. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be one to gossip about me, but you know, don't tell me I said it. But 
You see what I'm saying? It's like, do we, when do we learn to start unraveling and releasing some of those layers as we're evolving to our best self? I look at my circle and there are people that I don't talk to like that no more. And you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm okay with it. I have come up with the notion that if God is allowing something to close naturally without there really being any real conflict or static, then just let it. I have learned to follow the flow of God and just coast wherever he wants me to go. I have learned to trust my judgment and my intellect. And if something doesn't feel right, then it's absolutely not right. And if I feel like I should push, then you know what? I'm going to keep pushing. And I'm going to give you a great example. I had an opportunity to work for a client. I was so excited and I'm like, okay, but there were a few hurdles in front of me. One, I needed a higher internet connection and I wasn't sure if my current internet provider provided that. And then also I needed a different type of computer than what I had at home. At home, I had the all-in-one monitor kind of situation. And with them, I needed the whole CPU tower, all of that, right? And so I said, okay, I had a choice. Knowing me, I get excited. I jump on a bandwagon. Once I find out it's a good opportunity, I'm like, okay, let's go get it. And so that would have required for me to A, call the internet company and change our package, which I didn't want to change our budgeting and all that. And then B, drive all the way out an hour and some change to the nearest Best Buy because that's the closest to me. I'm in the boondies, shouts out. And possibly go there and feel like I'm wasting my time, but to go get the CPU that was required. So I did what any good woman would want to do when they don't want to waste their time. I tried to call Best Buy first just to see like, hey, do you guys have, because who wants to waste a, a two hour and some change round trip, right? Went ahead and did that. And it was just like, no one was picking up the phone. <laughs> I don't understand. I tried in intervals of 30 minutes over a span of three hours. It did not happen. I called the internet people and they were like, yeah, we have it. Um, but it's not going to take place in the morning because I needed to, in order to qualify for this client, I needed to run my computer on that particular new internet speed within a certain amount of time. And I'm like, OMG. And remember, we've been talking about you know following that inkling when you feel like God is pushing you or he has his hand on something you just like I have this weird feeling I know it doesn't make sense but I'm gonna go ahead and just walk on my faith I, I have to just walk on with what this is and that's the exact feeling that I had and all of this was like a domino effect because prior to having that client encounter I was playing like a crossword puzzle game with my husband on on my phone and we were enjoying it until we started getting some questions that I was like I don't know this so I was getting ready to close the app and more than one time my husband said now wait Let's just uh, give it a minute. Let's just see. Let's just see if answering some of the other things kind of leads us to the answer. And in that simplistic example, I learned in myself, maybe you give up too easy. Like you're ready to close out the whole app because you came up on a few questions that you're like, I don't know nothing about the Beatles. But wait a minute. Maybe there's something else in here that's going to give you some context clues that will make you go ahead and say, oh, well, I guess. Looking at the words provided, this word can only be, and you can just kind of, you know, 
trial and error it. And so the whole time driving out to Best Buy, I felt that little inkling of how I used to think, what I like to call other additions of me, meaning prior to where my growth is now, kind of asking myself, do you think you're wasting your time? What if you go all the way out there and you don't know? But I felt something so strongly in my spirit say, but I have to try. I have to try. And do you know that I got all the way out there and the CPU that I needed, I got the last one. Now, I know that that's a great, that's a hand clap of praise, right? On a good movie, on a, yay, she got it. You know, that would be celebrated anywhere, but that spoke volumes to me. It spoke volumes to me because I thought about Peter and when he walked on the, walked on water with Jesus, right? And I've been going through this whole thing where I'm just looking and I'm like, I feel like life is just a culmination of your faith pretty much being your access point. Because Peter was on the boat with other disciples. Everybody else looked out at Jesus and just called him what was familiar to what they knew. And it was, okay, nighttime, looking a little weird, walking on water. Yeah, bro, it's a ghost. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and scream this out. Ghost! And Peter was the only one that was like, after Jesus was like, nah, no ghost, bruh, me. Peter's the only one that said, Lord, if it's you, call me to come. Call me out to you. Call me to come out to you. And Jesus just said one thing, three, four letters, come. And Peter had enough faith to get out the boat. Peter had enough faith to walk on the water. But Peter's faith only allowed him to walk but for so far. And I want to be daring enough to believe that the moment that he sunk was when his, he didn't have any more faith to walk on. Think about the times in your life that you were like, no, I believe this. I believe this is going to work out. I believe that whatever the case may be. And doubt only trickles in at the time that your faith expires. When I looked at that story with Peter, I said, God, oh my goodness, you said that each of us are given a measure of faith. So everything that I'm believing in you for, faith is truly my access point. And I go back to the woman with the issue of blood, the one that said, I, if I could just touch the hem of Jesus's garment and get healed. And I always ask myself, out of all the people that was pushing into Jesus, touching him, whatever the case may be, how come her touch was a different touch? How come her touch led her to be healed? How come when she touched him, it was a, she got a different experience than everyone else that was shoulder to shoulder, but she just touched the hem? And Jesus was able to say, I felt heal healing power come out of me because her faith was her access point. Her faith was the key to open up whatever blessing that God had for her. And so she did it her way. She didn't have to do it the way the centurion man did it. She didn't have to do it the way no one else did. She did it her way. She said, if I go ahead and touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. Peter did it his way. He said, if I get out this boat and I hear that Jesus said come, then I'm going. Y'all go, go ahead and stay here, but I'm going to go ahead and walk on this thing because I'm going to put my faith to the test. He said come out here, so I'm coming out here. And I want to challenge you to start thinking, are you doing things your way? Are you putting your faith stamp on a situation or are you being 
tossed and, and turned by everybody else's opinion and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Let me explain something to you. Nothing traumatic has changed in my life except for my perspective and my mindset. The way that I sit in my chair of life right now has a whole different set of assertion that nobody could pay me for. I don't have to get no, 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 no connections on this. It wasn't a particular, like I can name drop and all that. It was just a timeout. You mean to tell me that my faith and the measure of how I do a thing is my access point. But not only that, it's a different kind of feeling when you succeed and you did it your way. When you do it your way and you know that God is pleased with your way, that it's not selfish, it doesn't have malicious intent behind it, you're not cruel hearted, you're not cold hearted, there is just something in you that's like, I want to win, but I don't want to do it everybody else's way. Didn't David do that? Didn't, wasn't David the one that was like, Saul, I'll go out here and beat Goliath real quick. I'll give him the beatity box real quick, but I can't do it with your armor. He took one or two steps, the Bible said, and then he was like, uh, I don't know, bro, this is kind of heavy around the shoulders. Like, I don't know what y'all be doing, but I don't, I don't weight lift. I just be in the pause. Like, you know, I, I hit the lions with the pause. That's just it. It is such a beautiful feeling to zoom out on an accomplishment and say, I did it my way. Somebody else probably would have said, you're going to drive all the way out there right before they're about to close. And it's a potential of you not getting it. And you, but you know what? I did it my way. And that success felt so much sweeter. And it smelled so much better when I realized I didn't have to ask anyone else's opinion. I didn't have to factor anyone else's unasked opinion. I just finally did it my way. Phone calls have been coming in. I haven't been answering certain people just because that's the way that I feel like I need to be led. I feel like at this point, I have to really hone in on my peace. And not only my peace, but my my trueness and my authentic level walk with myself. I, it is important to me to look back on my life and see that I did it my way. You know how many people experience their first heartbreak because somebody hooked them up with somebody or somebody told them that was the right choice of a person to walk out life with or someone told them, no, you should go ahead and get that car or someone said, no, that's a better college to go to or no, you should go ahead and go with that company. No, you should go ahead and take that position or they hiring over there. You should do A, B, and C and everybody got their pointer in your directional compass and you're like, okay, I should do that. I should do that. But then when things go astray, you're like wait a minute but you told me that and I only did it because you and I shouldn't have never listened to doesn't that hurt way more because if if something's not going to go ahead and pan out the way that you thought you at least want to be able to say okay I chose wrong not that anyone was behind that cosign of a pain you see what I'm saying I, I promise you I wish I can squeeze out Put in a mason jar, put the lid on it, sell it at a rollback price, give you a discounted coupon just so that you can experience the peace that I feel right now. Oh my goodness. For the last couple of years, I want to say the last two or three years, I felt like I was imprisoned. Like I was shackled to everyone else's opinion 
to what other people wanted to know for when I didn't want people to know. And, you know, they're asking, but I don't want to share or I want to share and they're not responding the way that I want. Or, you know, how come such and such is not doing? How come such and such is doing? And it's been all these different external distractions. And I don't want to be mistaken and, and lost in the waves and the wind and the storm. I just want to be focused enough to walk on water with Jesus. At the end of the day, that's all I want. And you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm there. Oh, my gosh. When I had business ideas and things that I wanted to do, and not that I had a whole bunch of negative people behind, but I think people care so much that they give you their care, not even considering if you care about their care. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I remember saying, oh, I got this business idea. And it was like, oh, you should do. And I was like, ma'am, sir, I didn't ask you. This is unsolicited. Yeah, this is without consent. (laughs) I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. When things was getting really weird in the beginning of my marriage because my, my the blended family wasn't blending the way that it was supposed to. And, you know, my, my husband's children, a.k.a. my bonus children, they just wasn't kind of getting with the program. And this is just like, that was embarrassing. I didn't want to share that. And people was like, oh, you know, you should be loving them anyway. And you should be doing that, this, that, and the third. And I finally had to get to the place that I was like, God, can you tell me how I'm supposed to forgive the things that they've done? And that's how you know what, to be honest with you, that's how I came up with the concept of our second combo of forgiveness because God clearly showed me the story of Joseph in the Bible and he said out of all the things his brothers did to him God didn't ask him to forgive them while in the pit or even while being a slave or even while being in the prison or even why he was second in command to Israel, but he wanted to know that he can trust his heart to give them what was needed when they were in need. And so God was like, right now, you're still kind of in the pit. I'm not expecting you to full heartedly just act like nothing ever happened. But do know that when I do need you and I, and I'm asking you to extend that olive branch, I need you to do it. And I gave God my yes. And I just kept walking in my truth. Sometimes you really have to take the remote of your life and tune down people who are not aligning to your truth. Stay true to you and how you know it's your truth and how you know that God is aligned with that. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding. There's a verse in Philippians 4 that just reminds you that if you think, tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done and that the peace mm, that surpasses all understanding Let me say something to you. I wish that a couple of months ago I would have known that everything that I went through was carving and chipping away at me to get to the core of me. I needed for people to do me the way that they did. I needed for some people to go ahead and let me down. I needed for certain ventures and things like that not to work out. So if I knew that all of the chip away that I thought was taken from me, if I knew that it was just a matter of, no, it's not taken from you, it's taken off the armor that was never supposed to be on you. Instead of you being like David and saying, ooh, this particular armor doesn't fit right, you didn't want to hurt people's feelings. So you walked around with that particular helmet knowing that it was too big for your shoulders. You walked around with that breastplate knowing that it was kind of compressing how you breathe. 
Because you didn't want to hurt the feelings of others. You didn't want people to think that you weren't smart. You didn't want to think like, well, maybe it is wisdom to go out and fight like this because they know better because, you know, they're the ones that are in an army and I'm not. And you did all this factoring in on what everybody else would think or feel except you. Except you, baby. And this whole thing shuts down without the main ingredient of you. People aren't just giving their opinions to anyone. They're giving their opinions to you. People are not just giving their cares on to anyone. They're giving it to you. So if you don't take care of you, then it's nothing to give. I challenge you right now to do a scope of anything that is stealing your peace. And I want you to ask yourself two questions. Am I doing it my way? Am I considering everyone else's care except for my own? Because I'm starting to see, like, as the I'm having this domestics moment to truth and all things in my walk of life, I'm starting to see that the only way to kind of rattle me, you know, to kind of get me like, wait a minute, you're going to have me kind of go off. You want to see New York? I got you. <laughs> I got you, 11368. You, you, you want that zip code real quick? The only way to get me there is two things. One, when someone tries to take my choice from me, no, you're not going to just tell me what's getting ready to happen. That's not what you're going to do. And I'm talking about on the most simplistic level. Like if I go and go to a doctor's appointment and they just decide, okay, well, we went ahead and did a pre-authorization for this particular visit. Let me just go ahead and be more specified because I know you're like, give me a little bit more. Remember when we were talking about the whole mammogram thing, which I have not gotten the results yet, and I haven't forgot about you. We're going to talk about that later in another convo because when I have my appointment next week, I'm going to call you right up, I promise you. But when I went to go ahead and get the le- ultrasound on my left breast, they were like, oh, okay, um, that's going to be $280. Now, I called y'all. My doctor went ahead and, tr- and transferred over whatever records and all that needed to be done. Y'all knew that I was coming here and you decided that at the table you was going to tell me that $280 needs to come from my account. You didn't give me the choice of letting me know over the phone or at least mailing me something because my appointment was well in advance to say, hey, this is kind of like the price. So when she pushed that paper and said $280, I pushed the paper right back and was like, bill me. And you know what my truth is? It's not that I didn't have the $280. It's not that anything else outside of they took the choice from me. Now, I would have even respected if they said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. You can either pay half of it now, you can pay the whole 280 or we can bill you. Which would you like? I probably would have paid the 280 Now, it may be a personality thing. I ain't even going to hold you. It may just be the way that I'm wired, but I know me well enough now in this moment to know, don't take my choice from me. And then the other portion is I don't want to feel like I didn't put my imprint on my own canvas. When I zoom out and I look at my life and I look at it like a number of things, you heard me say car sometimes, you heard me say, but this time it's going to be canvas. I want to be able to see that I painted some of this, that I let God have the main brush. And I just went ahead, you know, and got my little, remember the dude with the afro, I think his name was something Ross. Yeah, I want to go in there and say, yeah, that's pretty. And kind of like follow behind God, like, ooh, I did, that was looking crazy, but how you just made that forest tree, that's kind of dope. Let me go ahead and just do a swipe of no swiping and do a little white streak, make it look like I know what I'm doing. As long as I know that I put my impression, my own specified special fingerprint on my life, then I'm good. 
But when I see that everybody else is clogging it with their impression, like I'm a glass cup and everybody else's fingerprints is all over it, that's the fastest way to get me to be unsettled. And now that I know that about myself, I will forever stand in that posture. And and I guarantee myself that I'm going to be my own checks and balance. When something is off in my life, I'm going to go back to those two questions. Did they take my option away from me? Did they take the option of choice away from me? And was I able to put my own impression on it? Something about feeling like I am free to walk with God and maximize this thing called life has been so mind blown. I actually want you to look back on your life. And this is my challenge for you. The things that are going on in your life right now, the things that's rattling you, maybe you need your own set of two questions, but go ahead and use mine. One, does someone or something take away your power of choice? And two, do you feel like you put your unique fingerprint on that situation or do you feel like the proverbial glass cup with everybody else's fingerprints on you I'm telling you you when you find peace you will fight to say okay these are the borders these are the parameters and no one gets to invade my peace when you start treating that thing like it's a terroristic threat it's a whole new level because in order for this thing called life to be lived appropriately I need to make sure that I'm living like I want to be alive while I'm living and I don't want to just be enslaved this is not what I feel life is not supposed to be so you know what these conversations are they are life provoking conversations and I just feel yo, these conversations are amazing to me because I can even feel our growth I can just feel like, man, we are really getting to a place that it's like, oh my goodness, this is, we are evolving from the first conversation all the way to here. It's like, you know what? We've been really journeying successfully, attentively in this thing called life. And isn't that what it's all about? We don't have all the answers, but if we can come together and unify and how we take this test called life, we're bound to, to succeed, right? Oh, my goodness you you probably gonna have me call you back and just have you replay some of the stuff that I said because I just feel just free free peaceful unshackled unanchored just and the world is my oyster oh my goodness but I feel like you got what you needed and you know what the challenge is and you know that I'm gonna call you right back (laughs) but as my good good nanny says all right I ain't gonna hold you. Later. <laughs> I'm gonna be a drop this stuff. <laughs> Goodbye.